Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's been a long road. Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near I can feel the change in the wind right now Nothing's in my way And I'm not gonna hold me down no more No, I'm not gonna hold me down Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Jess Armine coming to you from the Center for Bioindividualized Medicine here in southeastern Pennsylvania. And as I've told you before, there's a reason why I use the Enterprise theme as our opening song. Not because I'm a Star Trek freak, which I am, but because it talks about faith of the heart, faith to believe, strength of the soul, the attitude of you can't bend or break me, and that you can reach any star. And I've told you this a million times, and I believe it, that all of you with chronic illnesses, hidden illnesses, are the strongest people that I know, and the people we love so much, and why we're trying very hard to help. But tonight's guest is the epitome of this song. I'm going to introduce our guest in a moment. I don't have any other announcements tonight, except to say that we're going to have our new website up and running soon. (laughs) I've been saying that for a while, but I'm actively working on it, and it's going to be a better website with uh, more just made for you guys to, you know, be able to um, uh, learn. Anyway, so tonight, my God, the whole place is filling up. The chat rooms filled up. The uh, switchboards filled up. This is amazing. I love it. Okay? Uh, remember that we have a chat room, so if you have a question for the guest, go ahead and type it in. Uh, after we have our initial discussion, uh, if you want to, I'll go down the list of people who are here. If you have a question for our guest, uh, please um, feel free to ask it. I ask you to not ask specific questions that result in diagnoses because Dr. Massey and I cannot diagnose over the radio. It's inappropriate, and it's, wor- it's bad for you and bad for us. Okay, please don't ask for specific dosages for things. Okay, if she talks in general about certain things, uh, she's really not. Uh, it's inappropriate to ask for specific doses 
uh, for particular cases. So I, I'd ask your uh, indulgence on that point. So at this time, let me introduce Dr. Sue Massey, who is a board-certified naturopathic doctor as well as a certified natural health professional. She has numerous healthcare certifications, not as many as me. Anyway, um, Dr. Massey's passion is not to treat her patients, but identifying the root cause of someone's symptoms and then teaching the person how to detox, cleanse, nourish, and rebuild their their health. Her mission in life is to empower, inspire, and assist others to live a vib- to live vibrant, healthy lives. Well, you know, this comes from experience, not just you know school book experience. This comes from life experience. Uh, Dr. Massey is well versed in holistic, drug free health programs with lasting results, and she specializes in degenerative neurological diseases with Lyme disease, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue being at the top of her list. Dr. Massey herself was diagnosed with Lyme disease as well as her husband and all six children. Um, Sue, you look too good to me. I've had six children. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, um, Dr. Massey has has a diagnosis of, had, past tense, a diagnosis of ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, in 1999, and her husband ended up with heart surgery, all due to Lyme. Interesting. ALS and Lyme. Hmm. Got to explore that in a minute. She was also diagnosed with breast cancer in 2005. All of what she has endured has been turned to the positive. And today, Dr. Massey is an extremely vibrant uh, person, has such dedication for her work, and continues to grow and embrace life. Each person is unique and has to be approached with an individual program she wears. Have I heard that before? <laughs> with the utmost care and compassion, and I agree with that like you wouldn't believe. It does not matter what the quote-unquote diagnosis is or even if someone doesn't know what the problem is. Dr. Massey has stubborn determination to dig down to the roots of suffering and address the underlying issues, and then she inspires her patients toward, towards joy, peace, love, and you forgot to write in health. By the way, we're having a thunderstorm here, so if everything goes black, <laughs> I apologize in case everything, like all the uh, electricity goes off. So I'm not hanging up on anybody. I'll try and get it back, but sometimes once it goes off, it stays off. So let me introduce Dr. Sue Massey. Hi, Sue. Hi, good evening. I'm glad you're here. Okay, I'm I am glad very, I'm here too. Excited. Thank you, Jess. You are most welcome. Um, uh, most of our guests would like to know, how did you get started? Well, first of all, what is it? I know I just read your introduction, but right. truly, what is it that you do, and how did you how did you get started in it? Uh, most people like to hear why you do what you do. Okay. Um, well, obviously, it was for personal reasons uh, that affected myself, my husband, and my children, which was back in the early 90s, 1990s. And um, it started basically with my husband, who uh, would complain of buggy eyes, radiating jaw pain, and his heart all of a sudden would start with what's called tachycardia, um, in which it would race 240 beats per minute. And it would literally come out of the blue. He could just be sitting, watching television at night or, you know, any time of day. It would just be triggered, and the next thing we were off to the emergency room. And every time we went to the emergency room, the doctors kept looking at me, dragging six kids in tow, uh, you know, telling me that this is impossible. Nobody could have a heartbeat of 280 beats per minute, excuse me, 240 beats per minute, especially for eight hours. And I'd be standing there screaming, you know, don't tell me, here he is sitting right before you. And we did that, I am not kidding, at least 20, 25 times. 
and that was over the course of uh, quite a few years, visited many cardi- uh, cardiologists and so forth, and everyone said, we have no clue what's wrong with him. We did the uh, heart monitor and the halter and the uh, treadmill and, you know, all that stuff, and they kept saying, we just don't know what's wrong with him. And he had, you know, he's not an inch over, you know, excuse me, not a pound overweight, um, very muscular. He was building houses, perfect health, doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, you know, and so forth. So this was very highly unusual for like a 45-year-old guy. And finally, we went to a cardiologist that was associated with Jersey Shore. And he said to me, I got kicked out of all the other cardiologists' office because I told him it was Lyme. Um, and he said to me, this is probably due to Lyme disease. And I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> and he, um, my husband ended up with an eight-hour surgery, heart surgery, for a catheter ablation where they went in and did burn marks in his heart and so forth. And it did help a little bit. Um, but obviously it doesn't cure Lyme, you know, and um, especially Babesia, I believe, is associated very much with cardiac. So that was kind of the beginning of it. Um, he would take this thing called Xanax, which I never heard of, um, and he would literally have to go to bed for three days and not talk to anybody, and it was kind of a difficult situation at the time. Um, shortly thereafter, I was told by, um, by a neighbor, she came to us and said, I think your husband has Lyme disease, and I thought she was crazy. That's you know before he got diagnosed. And uh, we went to a Lyme doctor, an LLMD, Lyme Literate Medical Doctor, and he diagnosed my husband, and he told me that I had it also. And I was um, very angry about it, denying that that's not even possible for me to have something called Lyme disease. And after about nine months later, I was in my local little supermarket and came out the back door, and I didn't have a clue where I was. And my town is 1.6 square miles, and I'm about three miles from the supermarket. Excuse me, three blocks from the supermarket. So um, that's kind of how it started, and from there it just went downhill. <laughs> so what did you do? I mean, obviously you had, uh, you know, neural Lyme that got into the brain. And, right. Um, Mine was neuro. Mine so- was purely neuro. I never had joint pain. Never saw the tick. Never um, had a bullseye rash. Uh, my husband said the same thing. He never, you know, whatever. Um, but he had a lot more joint pain. He was he was like more typical Lyme. His knees, he had uh, three knee surgeries already at the time, you know, for the torn ACL and the meniscus and the whole bit. Um, and I didn't have any of that stuff. Mine was more neurological. And finally, when this thing happened with the supermarket, um, you know, I was taking my husband back to the Lyme doctor. This is about nine months in. And he said to me, you know, I told him I thought I had a brain tumor. I must because I, why would I have that complete fog and not knowing where I was, um, you know, and so forth. And I said, it's either a tumor or brain cancer. And he's like, no, don't be silly. You got Lyme disease. I'm like, I don't have Lyme. So I did the Igenix test and came back with band 41 only positive, which is the flagellin, the tail of the spirochete. And he literally looked at me and said, listen, you know, this is like being sort of pregnant. And that I could relate to, I guess, having six children. You know, obviously either you are or you aren't, you know. And I said, all right, I'll grant you that. And he gave me a symptom list. And when I looked at the symptom list, I went, oh, my gosh. I had, a, you know, the whole boatload. And realizing it at the time, I've had this since I can remember all the way back to sixth grade, which is you're probably about 11 years old or so. Um, and I remember black floaters from way back then. Um, and then I started putting pieces together. I always had really bad neck pain, shoulder pain, um, serious sinus, you know, serious sinus. And I had strep constantly, you know. And I, at the point when I was 21, I was actually hospitalized for strep throat. I worked for Eastern Airlines, um, and I got grounded because I came down with strep, and I was so bad. I just went to bed. 
And after three days, I was so dehydrated, a girlfriend stopped by and called an ambulance, and I had to be put in ICU for 10, 10 days. And what did they put me on? IV antibiotics and got better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but obviously, you don't eradicate the strep from the body. You just, you know, take care of the symptoms at the time. You know, so that's why I'm always a big believer in this going to the root cause of what's going on. So looking back, I've had this my whole life. There's no doubt about it. And um, my father, who's now 91, was supposedly the first case here in Monmouth County, New Jersey. I'm at the Jersey Shore. And um, back in 1982 or 81, somewhere in there, they called me to our local hospital in the middle of the night, said he was dying. They don't know what's wrong with him. Um, And they just said, um, you know, uh, say goodbye to him. You know, that was pretty disheartening and uh, came home, and the next day uh, they called and said, we gave him this thing called tetracycline, and for some reason he got better overnight, and um, we're calling it Rocky, Spot, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. You know, so that's where first that I heard of Lyme, and I figured, you know, just take an antibiotic and it's no big deal. Well, I had no idea until, like I say, 1995, 96, when I was diagnosed and I was put on um, five years of antibiotics nonstop you know, two and three of them at a time, along with antidepressants and pain medications and tons of Ambien. I could not sleep at all. I was, you know, just constantly wired, like that, you know, being plugged in, you know, to an electric blanket kind of feeling. And I would sleep maybe an hour if I was lucky. Well, we're obviously going down the Lyme path, which is is a a biggie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you were to explain and, and, you know, since we're here, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how you would explain Lyme to somebody. I mean, obviously Lyme can have, you know, about a thousand different manifestations. So Absolutely. if you had a newcomer who had, you know, uh, a hidden illness, which is a, a symptoms that nobody understands or nobody has been able to diagnose, how would you explain Lyme to them? Okay. Typically, um, most of the patients that I have been seeing for the last probably at least three years, um, almost every one of them already has been diagnosed with Lyme. So I don't do the diagnosis. Um, And most of my patients currently have been through the antibiotic route like I was. Um, I am not a believer in antibiotics, and there's a million reasons why. It doesn't mean that anybody that comes to me does not, you know, cannot take antibiotics. That's not it at all. I totally support whatever the individual, uh, what their choice is, because we are all on the path of life here, and we're all at different points. So back in the 90s, I advocated you have to take antibiotics. I mean, that's all I knew at the time and figured that's the only way to get better. But now, obviously, you know, here it is, you know, 15, 17 years later, and I feel totally different than that. But that's okay. I respect where anybody is on the path. But uh, with doing the antibiotics, what it does, what it did for me was it shut down my immune system, you know, and then it helped with all the uh, toxicity in the liver and the kidneys and so forth. So what I see when I see people walk in, I can see a limey, you know, when I first look at somebody. I hate to say it. Um, you see a lot with the bloodshot eyes, the dark circles under the eyes. It's people that are coming in with the heavy fatigue. The number one thing I see today is anxiety. Anxiety, anxiety, fear, can't sleep, you know, um, been to a million doctors. They've, everybody's just got so much stress and so much on their mind, they just can't even function. And that's mostly what I'm seeing, you know, um, especially in the last year, I would say. So what I would say is when I see people that has a plethora of symptoms, and it does not have to be neurological, but it also doesn't have to be a bullseye rash and, and sore knees, you know, which, you know, they told me back in the 90s, you couldn't possibly have Lyme. You don't have, you know, a bullseye rash. And, you know, I'm like, well, I never even saw the tick. (laughs) 
you know, so that, that's the whole point to it. Um, and it's also hormonal, you know, so it affects the hormones, the endocrine system, um, the cardiac, you know, the, like, like I said earlier in the conversation with my husband and so forth. With my children, it manifested itself in the way of behavior. And people say, well, that's just kids. You know, for instance, um, my daughter was diagnosed. She kept telling me her heels were hit or were in extreme pain when she was about, um, she was probably about seven. And she kept saying, Mommy, my heels hurt, my heels hurt, you know, and her feet. So finally I felt a little guilty on a Sunday afternoon. She was crying, like her feet really hurt. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, with all these kids, maybe I am just ignored her. I took her up to a, um, like an EMO place, you know, like one of those 24-hour, had her x-rayed, and the guy came back to me and goes, oh, my God, she broke her foot. I was like, what? I felt horrible. So he said I had to see a specialist the next morning, which we did. And when we went to the specialist, the guy laughed and said, lady, go get your money back. She doesn't have a broken foot. These are her plates, and, you know, and this is the way that she grows. That's all they are. You know, there's nothing wrong with her foot. So you see what I'm saying? You have to be careful of diagnosis and what's going on. But the bottom line is it affects every organ, every tissue in the body, uh, not only neurological, but the organs, the teeth, especially teeth, the vertebrae, you know, um, the meridians, like everything about your body is affected. So if somebody wants a diagnosis, then what I do is refer them to the various uh, testing, you know, which is available, whether it's MDL Labs or Igenix or, or Dr. Fry or, you know, there's all kinds of testing, of course. Tests are not accurate. That's the problem. Um, and since I'm not a medical no, no, doctor, I, I, you know, I don't diagnose. So I just, um, you know, work from there. Well, I, I wouldn't say the tests are inaccurate. The interpretations are inaccurate. Oh, the interpretations, yeah. <laughs> you, have I'm sorry. Know, you have to know how to, know how to read the tests. Right. That's the right. problem. You can't let the computers read the tests for you. Right. Okay, you actually have to read the tests yourself and know how to interpret them. Right. You know, but that's besides the point. Um, so, a lot of the things that you tend to treat and things that have happened with you um you've uh, you've assigned to you've uh assigned Lyme disease to it for instance the uh ALS and uh the your husband's heart problems all of this was due to Lyme yes 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 um the i believe this is my personal opinion and i've lived this so um i believe that end stage Lyme disease when it comes to the point of the body being so full of toxicity Okay, which has to do, and it's not necessarily the drugs that one is taking, it's the environmental toxicity, it's the neurotoxins, endotoxins, mycotoxins from not only the Lyme, but the cesspool that goes along with Lyme, which is not only Babesia, which I think is the biggest problem, um, as well as Bartonella, Mycoplasma, Epstein-Barr, human herpes virus 6. I mean, we could just go down the whole list, okay? And when you have this pool of toxicity that is stagnant in the body, that's where the problems come in because the source of the neurotoxins can also be heavy metals, viruses, like I say, bacteria like the Lyme. It could be fungi, molds, parasites, and even the protozoa, which is Babesia, is one of them. So some of these toxins actually target or impair and even damage the nervous system and then also the detoxification organs. And that's where we get into the problem. And that's what I believe my ALS, you know, Lou Gehrig's was about because I ended up paralyzed from the neck down and uh, couldn't move a stitch. And previous to that, I couldn't talk. I drooled all the time. I found myself constantly, I was staring into space, but having that total paralysis. 
And it's funny because today, of all things, I was looking at something on Facebook, and the big, you know, and I don't know who else saw this today, but it says Lyme and ALS 100% in orange letters. And it says from 1999 to 2001, Dr. Martin Atkinson Barr tested 150 ALS patients for Lyme disease. This is his quote. Not one patient was found to be negative across all tests. Many were PCR positive. And I, I just couldn't believe that. I was like, you know, today of all days to see that, you know. So that, that was an interesting thing that, um, you know, I came across today. And it's on LymeStats.org. That's, the, that's the, um, the reference for that. So, you know, when I was going around, you know, for the last, you know, what, 15, 16 years, you know, telling people, you know, ALS is Lyme disease, they just think I'm crazy. But when I'm working with ALS patients and I'm working on building the immune system, I'm not chasing these bugs and so forth because I don't think that's, you know, it is important, but it's not the number one thing. The number one thing is building the body itself, getting, you know, and Jess, you and I have talked about this, the mitochondria, the center of the cells, um, cleaning out the lymphatic system is a huge one as well. You know, detoxification, you know, starting with the colon, then working on the lungs, the skin, you know, the kidneys, you know, and so forth, and then going on to, um, you know, getting the toxins out of the body. And the lymphatic is where it all dumps into. You know, so that's where you see a lot of this non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, lymphedema, you know, uh, these type of diseases. Is, it's just congestion in the body of all that acidity, you know, um, you know, in the body. So essentially, if the fish is sick, you're not treating the fish, you're treating the water. That's right. That's right. You give a fish a healthy environment to live in, the, the fish is going to adapt and dump its toxins and become healthy. You know, that's exactly. And, and in the opposite, it's the same thing. If you have the lymphatic system, which is a, a, the extracellular matrix, which is the fluid in your body, it's about 45 pints of flu, uh, fluid uh, with your 15 pints of blood. That 45 pints of fluid, if it's, if it's like literally a toxic waste dump and your cells are bathing in it constantly, what do you think is eventually going to happen to the cells? You know, and that's exactly it. So when you get full of all this toxicity and so forth, now you've got basically, um, you know, um, metabolic acidosis. You know, it was a huge issue also. You know, it so we it get is, in- but let, let, let's circle back a little bit because okay. um, it's, real, it's real easy for people to, um, for us to use impenetrable um, verbiage. So okay. when we talk about the extracellular matrix, let me let everybody know that in your body, you have different compartments, okay? You have this compartment inside the cells, and then you have the space in between the cells, uh, you also have, you know, the space inside the uh, the brain, and you have the blood-brain barrier, you have placental barriers. That, but the main uh, the main areas are the intracellular inside the cell space, which is where metabolism is taking place. But where those cells dump their waste products is outside the cells, very much like a medieval town where they would just take their waste products onto the street. Okay, that extracellular matrix is that space in between the cells that is drained by the lymphatic system, which is this really slow-moving system, okay? And when it starts getting toxic, okay, think about all this fluid surrounding your cells, okay, that is not moving, that's becoming more acidic, becoming more toxic, and what do you think the effect on the cells are going to be? Mm-hmm. Okay, am I got it right? Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't don't be sorry. I'm just, you know, I, we're talking to, um, you know, I'm just 
reflecting what you're saying, okay? Because right. you're exactly. absolutely correct. What what you're saying is what Sean and I have been promulgating for the longest time. We call it foundational work. You know, I met with Jerry Reed, the microscopist, earlier mm-hmm. this uh, this week. She calls it uh, biological terrain uh, right. treatment. You know, basically what we're doing is clearing out or normalizing or uh, the body's ability to heal itself. I mean, you can use antibiotics, but remember those microorganisms are peeing and pooping and doing all kinds of stuff and mm-hmm. dumping all kinds of acidic products into the lymphatics and into the area where, you know, your body can't get rid of it, enough of it, you know, and you've got a real toxic situation. And a lot of people think, like, oh, well, I'll just take some milk thistle. Like, no, that's just not it, <laughs> okay? Right, You really exactly. have to work at, if you want the body to heal, you really have to work at the basics, the foundation, and, and get the body back to the way you were when you were a baby. Right. Okay, and that's where you didn't have so much toxicity, we hope. But right. please, now now I've now I've interrupted you. Now if I'm no, looking no. I'm looking at I'm looking at the so uh tell me obviously you beat ALS, which I find most people that have had ALS usually don't make it. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Well what do you do and whatever you did for yourself I'm sure is what you do for your patients. Right. You know, so Absolutely. if you can share with us, you know, what it is you do. You know, how okay. do you how do you defeat a multiple microbial, it's not just Lyme, it's Lyme parasites, it's fungi, it's mm-hmm. oh my gosh, protozoa, you know, we can put names on them, but the fact is it is a microbial soup. It's a microbial of soup. You yep. have all kinds of toxins, toxic producing things that are making us not able to heal, you know, and tell us what happened. Tell us what you did. Okay. Um, Initially, what I started with was Rife technology, okay? And Rife is a um, AC-DC, which is alternating current, like positive-negative, and it's like the lady, the opera singer, and she sings a certain note, and the glass, the wine glass shatters. It's because she's singing the frequency that holds that wine glass together. Everything in this world runs on a frequency. All all, uh, physical, material things that we can see and touch, our bodies themselves, we run on a frequency. And so the Lyme bacteria runs on a frequency also. They know like on certain rice machines it's 432 hertz. That's how they measure it, 800 hertz and 4,328 hertz. So if you have a rice machine, um, the particular one I was using was the EMEM, uh, five. Well, back then it was a two, a three, now I'm up to a five, but um, from Dan Tracy. And when you have this frequency machine and you turn it on and you program, just punch 432 and start it, it's now treating or you know, affecting anybody within 10 feet of the machine that has Lyme disease because it's resonating at that frequency. So it kills the, you know, makes it explode. Okay, so that's the first thing that I started with, plus, you know, regular detoxing. I met a woman that at the time that was on IV for 10 years. She had a rib taken out. She had Mm. uh, five angioplasties and four back surgeries, and she looked gorgeous. She looked like a model. So you would look at her, and people would say, why? She's not sick. She was very, very sick with Lyme. And she um, worked just a couple hours at a health food store, and that was my introduction to this whole thing. Um, and like I say, with the rice machine, so that was the first thing. I believe, as sick as I was back in the mid to late 90s, my body did not have the energy 
to heal itself. I could not generate enough energy within my own self to go after this. So that's why I felt the Rife machine was excellent because, like I say, it was an, um, an alternating current machine. Uh, about eight years ago, then I also got introduced to the uh, PEMF, which is Pulsed Electromagnetic Field, PEMF machine, the PMF-120. And that was introduced to me, which is a DC machine, which is direct current. Okay, So now I have not only an AC machine, I have a DC machine. And between the two together, I've got the whole kit and caboodle, which I thought was great. Okay, And there's a book um, by um, Brian Rossner called Lyme Disease and Rife Machines, and both of these are explained very well in that book. So that was my second introduction. So I now um, had the, to, you know, I could kill the spirochetes, but with the pulse electromagnetic ma- magnetic field, what that machine does is it charges your cells. It's like a, a muscle stimulator from a chiropractor, if anybody knows what that is. And what that does is with the pulse electromagnetic field pulsing the cells, it literally charges them and wakes up the mitochondria. So it's going to increase your oxygen it's going to increase heat in your body, which then is going to create energy. It's also going to uh, help with bone density and cell hydration, and it will help with your range of motion and, you know, all these types of good things, immune system, you know, support and so forth, nerve response, muscle response. And what it's going to do is decrease pain, stiffness, swelling, inflammation, uh, you know, bruises, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Now, I've used it not only for Lyme, I use it for a gentleman with Alzheimer's that was diagnosed 10 years ago. He's now 85 years old. He totally knows who I am and his family. They all come together, um, you know, and he's totally coherent in everything that the Alzheimer's diagnosis is just ridiculous, you know, and he's got Lyme. He's got Lyme. The whole family has Lyme. I'm treating the, um, the grandfather, the grandmother, you know, and then the children in their 50s and then the grandchildren. It's like the whole family comes. It's, it's, it's awesome, which is very common, actually. I, tr- I do a lot with whole families. So anyway, um, the PMF helped tremendously as well. With this, I also worked on detoxification. And it doesn't mean, like you said um, earlier, Dr. Jess, about just taking some milk system and go, okay, this will do it. Not even close. It's a matter of you've got to open up the colon first. You've got to get the poop going, you know, two to three bowel movements a day. Um, I just saw a woman the other day, and she told me she goes once every six days. And she's got severe headaches, and she's you know very sick and pain. It's because you got to move the toxins out. That's the problem, you know. And uh, like I say, most of this is in the colon, you know, these things. So that's the whole problem. So go ahead. You use the various machines. What else? Uh, the two machines, and like I said, then it worked on uh, colon. For myself personally, I'm very transparent with my patients. In other words, I tell my, you know, things that I've learned and what I've done, you know, because I think if I can be real with them and say, you know, this happened to me and this is how I remedied it, you know, then it makes it a lot easier for people to understand. Um, I used to have severe constipation. I had it my whole life, problems in that department, like I say. But the colon removes, you know, as we know, solid waste. And, um, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to get the things moving because that's where a lot of the toxicity is, is in the colon. So, um, you know, we want to clean that out, you know, and um, uh, it's where the colon and the small intestine connect on the lower right side of the abdomen. That's where most of the parasites are also, you know. So when we get all this, you know, stuff, we've got to move it out and, and, and clean out the encrusted fecal material in the colon, which goes from the right hip 
all the way up under the right breast, goes across with the transverse colon, and then down the left side um, to the sigmoid, and then to the rectum and the anus. I mean, people don't realize the colon's that big. So we've got to clean the toxicity out. And after doing the colon, uh, then we, I, I work on um, the liver and the kidneys. The kidneys are huge also, especially with high blood pressure. Kidneys are a huge issue. Um, you know, and then also lymphatic. So I, I use certain products. I use uh, pretty much pristine, organic. Um, I'm constantly upping my game in products. I don't use what everybody else uses. Um, I use what is organic, pristine, and try to be as cost-effective as possible. So I, I think that was a big part of mine also um, was all this, you know, detoxing, cleansing, having these machines for the energy. Um, I also worked on the salt and vitamin C protocol with Mark Fett back in 2004, um, you know, did a little bit of salt C, you know, all kinds of different protocols, like I say. And today um, my biggest products are more things like the um, hydrosyl silver, Argentine 23, you know, is, is just huge. Um, I use biocidin a great deal, you know, um, so there's all, all kinds of products that I'm using currently, but um, I'm going to be 58 years young in about two weeks, and I feel fantastic. I feel like I'm 29. I mean, I can run circles around 30 and 40-year-olds right now, <laughs> you know, so um makes it very interesting. It does. It sounds like uh, there's no question about your vibrant nature, no, no question at all. Let me remind everybody that... Um, if you have a question for Dr. Massey, you can put it in on the um uh put it in on the uh chat room and uh if you want to call in and we're gonna start taking calls in a few minutes. Uh six four six five nine five two two seven seven. Uh there has been I've been noticing in the chat room there's some people who can't hear. Um uh the fact that we're on. I'm sorry, I don't know what to do about that. Uh but it's being recorded so um you know, if you're on the chat room and you do want to ask a question, go ahead and call us at 646-595-2277. How about we uh, answer some of those calls right now, Sue, okay? Sure, Some people Absolutely. have been waiting a long time here. Absolutely. Okay, nice person in the 803 area code. Are you still there? Yes. And did you have a question for Dr. Massey? Um, basically, with the sleep issue, uh when I go like seven nights without sleep and nothing works, what do you do at that point? Okay, this is a real good one. I love this. You're going to laugh. But um, basically, years ago, I had a little book that I picked up, and I read in there that sleep uh, um, apnea or insomnia actually has a lot to do with hypothyroidism, low thyroid, okay? And my husband was one of those that he could fall asleep 930 at night but by midnight, he was wide awake, and he would get up, go downstairs, watch TV till 4 or 5 in the morning, and then uh, maybe sleep another hour or two and just groggy all the time. So what I did was I started giving him a little of nascent iodine, a couple of drops in his water in the morning and so forth. When I did that, he slept through the night. So it was like this little joke, like if I put iodine in his water, he sleeps. If I don't, he doesn't sleep, okay? So hypothyroidism has a lot to do with insomnia. If you have trouble falling asleep, it usually has a lot to do with acidic indigestion. It could be some food that you ate um, that's not really compatible with your digestive system at dinner time or, or in the late afternoon into the evening. Um, we also know caffeine and salt both um, activate the adrenal glands, so that triggers the liver into converting glycogen into glucose, and then it feeds it into the bloodstream. So high levels of blood sugar 
will trigger the release of neurotransmitters that activate the brain cells. So the release keeps the brain excited at night when it should be low-keyed. You should be on your parasympathetic, which is, you know, the low-key. So also trouble trouble falling asleep also could be a potassium deficiency. So sometimes just taking 100 milligrams of potassium before bed helps as well. Now, I do have Lyme, and you sound so much like me because it's all neurological, and it's, mm-hmm. it's like I'm electrified all the time. I, I'm yep. never calm. Yep, absolutely. You have your um, autonomic nervous system, your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. Your sympathetic is the gas pedal, go, 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 go. Your parasympathetic are the brakes. You should be lying down and resting. A lion goes after its prey. It's starving. It's in sympathetic mode. Once it eats its you know, meal and so forth, the lion lies down and sleeps. Lyme people, I would say 90% of the time, are stuck with the gas pedal down in go, 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 go. That's usually a potassium deficiency. Okay. Now, as far as dogs are concerned, do you treat dogs as well with the rice? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. and the PMF, and also with supplements. Because <laughs> we're all affected here in this family, the dogs and my husband and myself. Yep, yep. absolutely, so. absolutely. So well, rice, rice really- is excellent. Mm-hmm. Just just remember that these are just suggestions. Uh, be careful. Right. You know what you take. Yeah. Always start. Always go low and slow. The 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 way to treat anything is low and slow is the way to go. Right. Always. You know, always. Uh, always. Start low. Remember that insomnia can be for lots of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lyme is certainly a uh, is a primary reason. It can cause a you know it can cause the excitation which makes you use up your inhibitory neurotransmitters. Then you have low serotonin, low GABA, low melatonin. Okay, it's not a very, it's not a simple, straightforward no. thing. Okay, so no. yeah. uh, just remember that it's uh, it, it, when you have insomnia to the point that you're not sleeping for several nights in a row, it will cause psychiatric problems. So it's not something that you know you really want to start taking you know, nasty sedative hypnotics, but it is something that you want to um, attack um, rather strong. That's why it's really important to get tested Yeah, with the neuroscience, you know, to get the full spectrum, you know, to see. And also SpectraCell is another excellent test that we're doing, um, you know, for your calcium, magnesium, vitamin B6, uh, melatonin, inositol. All those are critical for insomnia as well. So, you know, to get those neurotransmitters done, to get a spectrocell done, it just tells you in your intercellular, like Jess was talking earlier, what's going on inside each cell, how much nutrients are there. And that's what spectrocell does. And you just look at spectrocell.com to see what the test is and so forth. But it's fabulous. Every time I try to detox, I get really, really, really sick. Right. So it doesn't seem to be an option for me, even going really slow. Right. Yeah, your avenues okay. of actually, detoxification actually, are not open. Your detoxification, just from what all you said, okay, you need to work with someone, okay, who understands uh, someone like Dr. Massey, somebody who really understands the interactions here because by virtue of the fact that you're toxic, you need to detoxify. It's the method that you utilize, mm-hmm. okay, that, you know, is is what's important. So uh, the bottom line is obviously you have some, you know, significant issues going on. And um, it's my suggestion that you make sure you work with a good healthcare provider that understands the bigger picture uh, and is able to address not not just the symptom called insomnia, 
by your overall health because that's what's exactly. um, really going on here. Thanks for calling in. Uh, we have a bunch of other people. Is it okay if I um, yeah. hang up on you and get somebody else? Yeah, Thanks that's so fine. much for calling in. I, I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Nice person in the 973 area code. Are you there? Yes. Hello. And do you have a question for Dr. Massey? Hey, Sue, it's Kathy. Hi, Kathy. That was pretty good timing. All right, I do have a question. I'm curious to hear an opinion on viruses. Why do you find, if anybody knows, viruses to become from latent to lysic? What triggers those viruses to become reactivated? Do you want me to answer that, Jess? I'm sorry. Oh, please. I'm it, curious. Okay, okay. What's what's I, can answer? Answer? <laughs> I know Kathy. Yeah, yeah, I know Kathy. Why, why? <laughs> yes, yes. I believe the, I believe the viruses. Yeah, I believe yeah. the viruses are tied in with the whole cesspool of um, um, the yeast, the fungi, and the yeast, and also heavy metals. You know, one depends upon the other, and so forth. And I think when you start opening Pandora's box. You know, by going in and, quote, unquote, treating anything, whether it's with holistic, herbal uh, machines, um, uh, prescription drugs, you know, whatever, you kind of open Pandora's box and everything gets released. And I think the viruses are the most um, um, prevalent, to tell you the truth, you know, because there's a whole laundry list of them. Do you think that the body ever opens up Pandora's box because it needs to so that it triggers something within the body to go ahead and attack something where there's an issue? Do you think it actually happens on purpose? There's um, a I, the body makes that happen? I truly believe yes. I believe the, give the body what it needs, the body will heal itself. I absolutely believe that 1,000%. And so the idea is that, you know, when we go after... Um, I said at the beginning, you know, build the immune system, get things strong, then all these things start opening up, you know, like cytomegalovirus, human herpes virus, six, et cetera, et cetera. That's all immune stuff. So, you know, building the immune system will help. We will not get rid of these viruses. You know, the herpes are in the body for life. You know, I believe a lot of these are in the body for life. I think instead of trying to beat them down all the time, I believe in building the foundation and building the person up more. Because I find when I work on my immune system, and I'm working with transfer factor multi-immune, and I'm taking andrographis and echinacea, you know, and certain things, I can, like, if I start with a little sniffle, it's gone literally within an hour. And I haven't been sick, not even with a cold in seven years, you know, and that, that's, that's pretty amazing because, you know, to keep the immune system strong. And I think it's what's keeping my Lyme and everything else at bay. So I don't believe I'm cured of Lyme, but I'm doing 99.9% better. So I tell you honestly, you Kathy, have- I, I believe the viruses are tied into this. You know, absolutely. Do you ever find, like what we're seeing here, and, and, and it's of concern, is that the immunoglobulins are dropping and dropping and dropping. And at what point, if your immunoglobulins get so low, down to zero in certain IgG subclasses, at what point is that dangerous? That... How does your body give a response? How does your body show a response if you get tested, if you're down to such a low level, that you can't, how does it show on a test if your body can't produce it anymore? If you're showing opportunistic infections, that's where the problems, that's when you know you have real problems. If you're getting infections that you shouldn't be getting, that means your immune system is essentially shut off. 
Mm-hmm. Aside from that, when your IgGs are when your immunoglobulins are low, okay, it means that your immune system is overcommitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a it's like an army that goes into a you know a country and has is fighting many battles, and the general can't give enough soldiers to each battle to defeat the enemy, but it puts enough soldiers in there to keep it at bay, and you've got this basic so- major Mexican standoff. But if the immunoglobulins are not being produced, okay, which means your immune system is basically off, okay, you're going to start seeing uh, infections that you shouldn't be seeing, and they're called right. opportunistic infections. Pneumocystis well, how do you build that? How do you build up your IgG? It depends, how do you build it depends up? on the... You don't, you don't build IG, IgG. You don't build IgM. You don't build IgE. You fix the body itself. And let the body take care of it because that is the way that they, those things get fixed. Some people think that you should use IVIG. That's fine. It's giving immunoglobulins, you know, a big long shot. It's expensive, <clears throat> but it doesn't fix the problem. So okay, detoxing, the- detoxing will allow the body to rebuild. What What do you do to rebuild okay, that body? You're um, making a very complex thing uh, rather simple. Okay, when I say that you build, you work with the body, you work with what most people don't work with. In other words, if you're an allopathic physician, you're looking to diagnose illnesses and you're going to use antibiotics or antifungals or antiparasitics to, uh, to kill those particular bugs. But uh, often what is not attended to is the base functions of the human body, uh, and that's what has to be attended to. And this is what Sue has been talking about by uh, either detoxification or acid-base yeah. balance, or increasing yeah. lymphatic um, flow, increasing lymphatic uh, drainage, um, and so on and so forth. These things are akin to, you know, treating a lake. You know, if you have a lake that's opened up that's, you know, got a lot of sun going on it, and it's got no flow, no oxygenation, you're going to get a lot of mosquitoes because mm-hmm. that lake's real acidic. And what if that mosquito, if those mosquitoes are cancer or anything else, and you keep shooting at the mosquitoes with whatever you have, you're never going to fix it because that lake is just going to continue to produce mosquitoes. But if you start increasing the flow of um, water into the lake, if you start oxygenating the lake, if you start throwing some fish in there to uh, eat up the... Um, the larva, if you start, you know, planting some, um, you know, weeping willows to provide some shade, okay, in other words, make the lake alive again, okay, you're not going to produce that many mosquitoes, okay, the immune Mm -hmm. system by itself doesn't have to be so overly committed, and then it can start attending to what it's supposed to be attending to, okay, so Mm -hmm. uh, it's Mm -hmm. not just detoxification, it is a holistic approach, and I don't mean holistic in the woo-woo sense. I mean holistic in looking at everything. Mm-hmm. The whole person. And do you feel spiritual is is a piece of that player? One thousand percent. Me too. One thousand percent. Yeah, and thank you for asking that, Cab, because that that is a big piece that I did not talk about yet, and I wanted to get in before we finish. Um, spiritual has a lot to do with it, and whatever that means to each individual. For me. Right. Um, it had a lot to do with um, past relationships, things that have happened to me in my life previously, and I just kept stuffing and stuffing a lot of things down, down, down. And when it gets to the point that you can't stuff it anymore, is you know you really have to deal with it. And when I started mm-hmm. dealing with my issues uh, from my past, one was being my father, 
and really learned about forgiveness and to truly forgive him and to move forward with it, that's when my health really started to improve. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I went so, by other people's belief systems of what yeah. they saw. We're healing the whole person. The mm-hmm. whole person. It's the whole person. Yeah. It's the whole person, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's coming no to question. terms with things. Yeah, within your own self of what you know you think of yourself and what other people think of you. Um, I had a doctor tell me about 10 years ago that all ALS patients have self-hatred. And I thought, wow, that's strong. You know what I mean? And because I was diagnosed with it, I'm like, you know, when I really look back at it, I was happy, cheery, always, you know, fun, joking all the time, you know, and so forth. But the truth is on the inside of me, I was very much self-hatred, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, you know, for many, many, many years because it was stripped away from me as a child, you know, that I wasn't any good, I wasn't worth anything, you know, from what my father did and my mother left, you know, when I was 13 and, you know, so forth. I just felt like I wasn't worthy, to tell you the truth. And I thought, oh, you know, I just joke about things and laugh it off. But that was a, that's a huge piece of healing, huge piece, you yeah, know. And when you yeah. go through divorce and, and, you know, trauma in our life, um, my son took his own life a year ago, my oldest son, you know. And, like, how do you deal with this stuff, you know? And I, you could be bitter, you could be angry, or somehow you can embrace it and move on. And, you know, some things we just can't answer. You know, we don't have answers for. But um, I heard a great thing yesterday. Again, I've heard this and we've all heard this a million times. Don't let somebody else's bad choices determine what you're going to be. In other words, if somebody in your life is making bad choices, don't let it affect your joy, your peace, your happiness. You know, and I don't care if it's a spouse, which I've had in my life also, believe me, and it was horrific. You know, but the thing is to make that choice that you are going to hold on to your joy, your happiness, and to work to be the best person that you can be, you know. And I know that's hard when you're sick, believe me. I mean, I've spent years in bed and all that other stuff, so, you know, I understand. You're like, well, what joy is there in this and what happiness is in there? You know, there is hope and there is joy, and that is to find out, you know, like I say, by getting well. Yeah. And I know it's you not have to that find easy. Your path. Yeah, it, exactly, Kathy. And I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. Yeah. So I'm not trying to make well, it like la la la. This is so easy. It's not. No, gravely right. so. Thank you so much yep. for calling. We've got a, several other callers that uh, we'd like to get to. Thank you Thank so you. much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Very good show. Thank you. Thank you, Cappy. Thank you. Nice person in the five one nine area code. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hello. Hi, would you like to ask a Hi. question? Um, yes. Could you talk some more, um, Sue, please, about antibiotics in relation to Lyme? Um, I've had a lot of bases covered for a lot of years on a lot of the holistic areas, and I'm new to the antibiotic regime, which I've been on for a couple of months now with a Lyme literate MD, and I just wondered, because I, I still I have my feet in, in both areas and healthcare and Chinese medicine and my own background, and I'm very holistically oriented and mm-hmm. kind of having a tough time philosophically with the antibiotic regime, but since I spent years treating with all the other things, I'm kind of resigned to the antibiotics right now for a while. Okay. And that's so fine. I just wondered if you could comment a bit on some of your your experience sure. with that and Absolutely. antibiotics. Thank you. Absolutely. When I first started antibiotics, um, initially, initially they helped you know, like I felt better. I felt symptoms kind of disappear and so forth. Um, and that was probably for about the first nine months. 
Unfortunately, what happened then, and they, you know, my doctor switched up the antibiotics. There's a lot that they're not even on the market anymore. Um, you know, but switched up the antibiotics and did different ones and so forth and tried this, tried that, like I say. But what happened was I started to plateau where just things weren't happening one way or the other. Um, that was even with Babesia. You know, I took Mepron, I took Malarone, you know, all these prescriptions, you know, and so forth, and the Babesia just did not get better at all, you know. So, um, I'm like I said, I'm not against antibiotics, but for me, I will not, you know, do antibiotics. But I tell people, if I get hit by a truck, please don't throw herbs on me and say, you know, you'll be all better. Take me to the hospital, give me an IV, you know, of antibiotics, you know, and so forth. Um, I say it's a personal decision, and for some people... They work, and they work great, and that's fabulous. What happens a lot with, with my patients that I'm seeing is there are people that did antibiotics years ago, and all the symptoms started to come back again. And they just didn't know what to do. They started antibiotics again. They weren't really helping this time, and what else can I do? You know, so like I say, I'm not one to prescribe antibiotics. You know, I'm not a medical doctor anyway. If uh, you are doing antibiotics, I think that's, that's fabulous. If it's helping you, working with you, I always say be true to yourself. What you're comfortable with, if you've tried the holistic route, and I hear this a lot too, that people say, well, I tried the holistic, it didn't work. And I said, well, did you ever try this? Did you ever try this? No, never heard of that. Did you try this? No, I never heard of that one. You see what I'm saying? So there are... Right. There's a whole plethora of stuff out there. But if your choice now is to do antibiotics, obviously I'm going to say please do probiotics, okay, separately, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be careful with your diet, especially with a lot of carbs, a lot of sugar, okay, right. um, which I'm, most of my patients, you know, they're soy-free, gluten-free, you know, all that. And I understand yeah, gluten is another yeah. huge issue that we didn't talk about. But, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm I think, all that. Yeah, a lot of people know that. Um, and if that's your choice at this time, then absolutely. Just don't get roped into taking something like amoxicillin, which does absolutely nothing, you know, or, um, you know, very low dose of doxycycline. A lot of doctors will give 100 milligrams, and I'm not telling you what to do with antibiotics or how much. I'm just saying back when I was doing doxycycline, my doctor said it's 400 milligrams minimum, and a lot of people only get 200, you know. So it's just it's just that, that difference of which doctor you're talking to. You know what I'm right. saying? And yeah. then which antibiotic? You know, if you can't yeah. take Biaxin because it tears your stomach up, you know, then and people feel, but I have to. My doctor said, you know, but you're sick as a dog and your gut is killing you. I'm like, well, that's not quite working for you, you know. Go yeah. to the doctor and change it. Right. You know, yeah. and you can determine the length of, of how long you want to be on it or whatever else is going on. So, like I said, I'm not here to bash antibiotics. Please don't think that. You know, I tell patients, you can go to a Lyme doctor and get on an antibiotic. You can come to me or somebody like me and do all holistic. You can yeah. do both antibiotics, and I can still work with you holistically or somebody else, or do nothing at all. Those are my four choices I tell everybody. Yeah. You know, so if that's where you're at now, I totally respect that, and I just pray the best for you. you Thanks know? very much. Absolutely. But don't give up hope because there's always answers and you will get better. Thanks. I appreciate sure. that. Absolutely. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. There's a uh, question on the chat. As you are killing things off, have you ever heard of taking an HDL shot to help get rid of the die-off faster? Uh, HDL shot. I have not heard the term HDL shot. Um, I do know of other things of, you know, to um, – because I, I believe that the um, HDL has to do – it's to do with the cholesterol. Is that the one they're talking about? There's a well, synthetic so. HDL it's shot. lipoprotein. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, that's what I'm uh, saying. The other, I'm not the other part of the question is, 
Yeah, have you ever tried ceftrioxone injections when you did do the antibiotics? No. No, my doctor didn't do anything like that at the time. Okay. And again, this um, was 15, 17, 18 years ago. Yeah. We have come a long ways, baby, with the Lyme world, believe me. Nobody's yeah, heard right. of Lyme back in 95, 96. It was crazy. Well, they heard of it. They were just ignoring it. Well, yeah, but uh, my, see, there's, there's, yeah, more, there's more questions here. Go ahead. And I see somebody on Skype at 661. Are you still there? Yes. And uh, would you like to ask a question? Yes, I would. Can you hear me? Yes, go oh. ahead. Yes, I can. I can hear you. Hi. Yeah, I'm just interested in... Um, Methylation, I'm a naturopath. Do you have any information on how you would differentiate treatment based on methylation? That's a huge question. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll let you answer that, I, yes. Sure. <laughs> uh, when you're, by in and of itself, uh, methylation is only a partial consideration. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're treating, most people don't treat methylation as a primary entity. Okay, if you're treating the methylation pathway, okay, uh, you have to consider not only methylation, but, uh, you know, the methionine pathway, the cobalamin pathway, folate pathway, the transsulfuration pathway, and so forth and so on and so on and so on. A lot of times the reason that the pathways are not working is because of the toxicity, uh, is Mm -hmm. because of the oxidative stress. I'll give you an example. If you're, if you look at the electron transport chain, if you look at the uh, polymorphisms for the mitochondria that create uh, your energy, and that first yeah. complex has a nasty polymorphism, and you have a lot of oxidative stress, you're going to get a lot of oxidated, oxidated, oxidized glutathione stuck in there. Okay, and the yeah. way that you get it out is by either IV NAD or using NADH or you know, that will take the stenidine-dependent pathway that will take that oxidized glutathione known as GSSG and turn it into reduced glutathione. But frankly, yeah. what's the sense in doing that if you still have a major amount of oxidative stress that you're just going to yeah. block up the pathway again, okay? Yeah. So uh, the consideration is an important thing, but um, the order in which things are done would be to treat the body, get it back working, and many of those pathways, even the most uh, the most obnoxious-looking ones, you sit there and you go, oh, my God, how is this person even living? Uh, yeah. You know, will clear up. I, I had a, uh, one of it, very early on, I had a young 8-year-old girl with hallucinations, olfactory, um, auditory, and uh, visual hallucinations. And it was at the time when uh, where Sterling was just creating her uh, her app and so forth. So we started treating this young lady, and we cleared up her gut and tested her and found out that she had yeast, uh, Lyme, anaplasma, HHV6. You know, we used um, several things that were natural. Actually got rid of everything. Not yeah. as an afterthought, just because it happened, we got her 23andMe, and Sterling was calling me up, screaming at me, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. I'm like, Sterling, she's perfectly fine. But if you would look at her at her pathways, she would look like somebody who'd be up on a bell tower with a rifle. But because oh. we got rid of all the pathogens and thereby all the gunk in her system, 
she wasn't expressing. None of those things were expressing anymore. So when mm-hmm. people approach me and say, what do we do? Or they say, I've got heterozygous MTHFR. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I have blah, 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 blah. And then my, my big question is, why now? Why not when yeah. you were a baby? Okay, something yeah. you've got to treat what makes the makes the methylation pathway to polymorphisms express. So yeah. together, you know, if you look at it holistically, it's part of the big picture. And sometimes yeah. it means that you need to put some B12 in there. Sometimes it means that you have to look at how the folates are going through, you know, and it's a good pointer to say, boy, look at that mitochondria. Look at this, and this is where the problems might be if we have a lot of stress. But yeah. on a more foundational basis, uh, none of us who are in the know actually treat the methylation pathway primarily. We treat the body, mm-hmm. let the pathways yeah, clear yeah. themselves out, and then if there's a problem, we know where the most the higher probabilities are that we need to treat. Okay, and yeah. uh, if anybody just now that I'm on my soapbox, you know, if anybody's mm-hmm. out there utilizing uh, a, a program that reads the 23andMe and says you've got this polymorphism, give this product, uh, throw it out. <laughs> because, you know, yeah. I've seen people who have the exact same set of polymorphisms, twins sitting in front of me, and they express thoroughly differently. One could take methylene yeah. the other one it blew the back of their heads off. Okay, so it has yeah. to be very individualized. I, I realize I'm getting on my soapbox about that. Have I answered your question? Yeah, yeah, thanks, you have. And just one other thing about the Igenics testing. Is there a way that I can learn more about interpreting the results? I'm just learning. Sure. You can, uh, you, can email, you can email me or PM me. I'd very, be very happy to go over it with you. I know exactly. I read them all the time. And uh, I'd be very happy to, um, to help another practitioner interpret the test. Oh, bless you. Thank you. What's your email? You're most welcome. Oh, do you want to... You. If you go to my we- go to my website, which is uh, drjessarmine.com or methylationsupport.com, same same website, you'll see the contact information. Okay. Be very very happy to chatter with you. It's uh, it's just oh, a matter okay. and get a send me a test that we can look at together. In ten minutes, okay. I can show you how to read it. Great. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I really You're appreciate most- it. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Nice person in the 518 area code. Are you there? Yes, hello. Hello. And do you have a question? Yes. Um, I've been, I was formally diagnosed with ALS um, in the end of December, but I've been uh, also had some positive results on some tests for Lyme, and I've been taking oral antibiotics for uh, five months and just started IV. Um I really have had no improvement. I just have basically muscle weakness. I have very classic ALS symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, the research that my husband and I have done lately, we've, we've recognized that antibiotics can cause cellular damage. Mm-hmm. So we're, now we're kind of at a crossroads and we don't really know what what to do for the continued treatment, if we should continue with like you were saying, a combination of antibiotics and the holistic approach. Mm-hmm. We haven't tried a lot of a lot of the treatments you've mentioned, and I've just started going on paleo. I've done an anti-inflammatory diet for the whole time. Um, okay. 
But I just, I guess we're just having a, a hard time making a decision about what to do in the future, and it just feels like, you know, my life hangs in the balance. This is just, just such a hard spot mm-hmm. to be in. What I would like to suggest, if you call my office, okay, I would be more than happy to speak with you and your husband, you know, 15, 20 minutes just to, so I can explain some things to you all um, okay. and give you some options. Um, it won't cost you anything. Um, and um, like I say, we can just start there. Oh, thank you. Is, thank you. Yeah, I don't want to go into a whole bunch of you could do this, you could do that. Um, it's just taking up other people's time, but no. I'd be more than happy to do that. Well, it's not a matter of taking up other people's time because we, we certainly would you know, utilize the time. It's that it's mm-hmm. you're absolutely correct, uh, the caller, that this is a, the, you're making some life decisions here. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm very happy you're on the phone tonight because um, – you know, you're speaking with somebody who's lived through what you've lived through, mm-hmm. and almost exactly. And mm-hmm. um, you know, this is the kind of person. This this is where, you know, uh, cures and 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 miracles happen because, mm-hmm. you know, someone is willing to share with you. So it's not. It's a, this is not going to be an easy answer. But, you know, um, Dr. Massey is certainly be the person to discuss it with. And build up your options. So uh, please take her up on that offer. If you listen towards the end of the show, she's going to be giving us her um, contact information in exactly 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Thank you Great. very, very thank much. You. And thank you for what you're, you're doing tonight. You're we're helping welcome. everybody. Thank you. You're most Bye. welcome. Take I look care. forward to talking with you. Thanks. Nice person in the 803 area code. Are you still there? Hello. Okay. And a nice person in nine seven three area code. Are you there? Hello. Hello there. How about the nice person in the five one nine area code? Are you there? Hello. Oh, hi, Dennis. Lisa, again, I, I had my chance, so go ahead on to somebody else. Thank you. Well, you're actually the last person there, so if you had another question, go for it. Oh, right on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> See what happens when you hang I on? Haven't, I haven't heard oh, right on Persistence. In a lot of okay, years. well, just... <laughs> persistence. <laughs> oh, well, you know, just, just, just talk to either one of you, because I can just sit and listen to either one of you all day on any... Oh, you're so sweet. ...anything related to this is just... Music to my ears, so... Uh, You're sweet. Uh, the Rife machine I would love to hear a bit more about because that's my next... I was the one who was talking about the antibiotics and uh, I've, yeah. I'm 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 working with Sean already and doing lots of great stuff and the Rife machine was one thing I've been thinking of adding in so I'd love to hear your, your okay. comments on that. I'm on one of the Facebook groups and I've been looking into it. I've got the, the book on it and I'm okay. checking it out. Um, I was going to just suggest again, if you want to call my office... And I'd be more than happy to discuss it with you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah, because I have people's names and phone numbers that I just don't want to put out on the public. You know what yep. I'm saying? Okay. They're, they're private. Yeah, so I'd be more than happy to yep. share it with you if you call my office. Oh, And beautiful. I'll give the information in just a minute. Thanks. Thanks very much. Absolutely. I will. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys are great. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. And a nice person in the 518 area code. Are you there? Hmm. Guess not. 
Okay, I'm not hearing anybody yet. Are we just? Okay. I'm here. <laughs> okay, uh, so so am I, more or less. Uh, anyway, so these are some really good questions. You know, these are some yes. really good, honest questions. I got to yes. tell you, up until tonight, I did not correlate ALS with Lyme. Um, it's not a, you know, it makes perfect sense to me. Okay, uh, here's a person calling again. I think that I may have hung up well, a little fast. Hold on. Okay, no problem. And um, hi. Hi, I'm I'm sorry. We were we're actually just Hello. you spoke with my wife just a, a couple minutes ago, and we were just calling in to listen to the end of the show. We weren't able to get it on on the actual podcast. No, no problem. I'll put, I'll put you on I'll put you on mute so you can listen. Okay, not a problem. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Yeah, sometimes people can't get in; they have to call in and listen. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just the way that uh, Blog Talk Radio works. Sometimes um, you, you have to just learn this little. Um, you know, this. I'm not this a technology really person. <laughs> you and me both. I've learned this just by doing it over and over and over again. Oh boy! And there was one time I hit the wrong button and just stopped the whole show, <laughs> and I couldn't oh my gosh. restart it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's, that's me with technology. It's very frustrating. I'm trying to, you know, you try to put your heart out there and try to help people and so forth, but boy, do I have my limitations, you know, like with technology and things of that nature. So, well, you know, interesting. It's, it's okay, you know, because it's um, there are techie people out there who, you know, will serve the needs, and uh, our our job is to <clears throat> is to heal the body, and uh, it's a good thing. So, tell me, is there anything that a kind of in closing that you'd like to put forth? Uh, to the audience, things that you'd like to, any words of wisdom. <clears throat> you were talking a little bit about spiritual stuff, and uh, this would be the time you could speak of that if you would like. Okay. What I want to portray to every single person that is listening, um, and I, I just wish I could just emphasize this to every individual, is that there is always hope. Okay? And, you've, you know, you can say everything looks horrible in your life, everything, you're losing everything, you know, you're down and out, everything's just wrong, wrong, wrong. That's just such a lie because there is always hope. There's always people out here like Dr. Jess, myself, Sean Bean. We are here, the three of us, and I know many other practitioners um, in my realm, are here to help others because of my um, ashes, you know, ashes, what happened to me, my horrific situations has now been turned into blessings. And I want to, you know, it's beauty for ashes. And I just want to teach other people, there's nothing special about me. It's just that I'm persistent, just like that lady that just called. I love that. It's because it's the persistence. It is when you just keep going and going. And if you have a bad day, you just say, you know what? Today is not a great day, uh, but I will get through this day. And tomorrow it's going to be a whole new, you know, the sun's going to shine and things are going to be better. And it will. It really does happen that way, you know, and everybody says, well, it seems like such, you know, sunshine and happiness and rainbows. Well, you know what? It's not when you have Lyme because Lyme just sort of is a big black cloud that comes over you and it consumes you and it just makes you feel like there's no way out, okay? But the truth is there is a way out. And it's just you've got to just keep plugging along and get in touch with people like Dr. Jess and myself and Sean and, you know, et cetera, and start pulling the pieces, you know, the layers of the onion off one piece at a time. So it is. It's about, you know, having faith and having hope 
And if you can't do it by yourself, call me. I'll be more than happy to encourage you and to give you words of encouragement and so forth. This is my ministry because I live, breathe, and, and, you know, seven days a week of this. I've been doing this for 17 years, and it's just getting stronger and stronger and bigger, and I'm so excited because when the people here, right now I'm working with two little children with inoperable brain tumors, you know, and if you met me and, and, you know, you look at my credentials, it's like, what does she know about brain tumors? Well, guess what? Both these children, one is three, one is 11, inoperable, they're going to die is what they were told by the doctors. There's nothing else we can do. And somehow they came across my path, and I said, let me just start helping. And both of them are just getting better. It is awesome to see. It's amazing to see because I'm working on, you know, you know, um, building their bodies, building the immune system, getting them healthy, you know, and so forth. And it's, it's not that simple, but I'm just saying there was no hope. There's always hope, okay? So that's what I just want to encourage everybody. Reach out. And if you feel you can't take one more breath and you're just really frustrated, you know, reach out, okay? And I shared earlier, a year ago my son took his life, my oldest son, and he had Lyme disease, okay? Um, it's just a long story, and I won't go into it on here, but I'm just saying please reach out. There is help. I don't care what the diagnosis is. These are just doctors or or whatever you want. They're not the final word on when you live and when you die and so forth. So reach out. Never take no for an answer. Open another door. God closes a window and opens a door for you, you know, and that's the way it works. Just keep going, and that's what I did. And that's why I'm I'm doing great and feeling great, and I want to share this with as many people as I can. And we're grateful that you're here. Tell us, well, tell everybody so how to get in touch with you if they need you. Okay. My um, my office, my phone number is 732-933-4011. Again, it's 732-933-4011. I am located in Fairhaven. It's two words, F-A-I-R. And H-A-V-E-N, New Jersey. I'm right at the Jersey Shore. I'm across from New York City. I'm 45 minutes from Newark Airport in Philadelphia and so forth. I have patients that come see me from as far as Saudi Arabia. I've had patients from Germany, you know, from all over the world. So it's, I'm, I'm accessible. And you can also go to the shore while you're here. It's nice in the summer. But anyway, my email address <laughs> is all lowercase. It's Sue Massey, S-U-E-M-A-S-S-I-E. The number 45, and I already told you all I'm going to be 58 in two weeks, so you can see how long I've had that email address, but it's SueMassey45, the number 45, at AOL.com. SueMassey45 at AOL.com. Phone one more time, 732-933-4011. You're, you know, I, I... Invite anybody can call. I will talk to anybody 10, 15 minutes for no charge, um, you know, just to see if I can help in any way. That is wonderful. That is beautiful. People who are looking to get in touch with myself or Sean uh, can call centrally now to this office at 610-449-9716 because we're we're combining and um, they can speak to Aaron, who's our assistant, and... um, make an appointment with either Sean or I. Uh, Dr. Massey, again, is 732-933-4011. Her email address is suemassie, S-U-E-M-A-S-S-I-E, 45 at AOL.com. 
Doc, I really appreciate you being here tonight because I got to tell you something. Um, I keep hearing about Lyme. I keep treating it. Oh my gosh, you know it is. I keep. I'm amazed. I'm flabbergasted at the uh, just the length and breadth of it. Okay, yeah. but we're on the right track by treating the body and making sure that we get the body working the way that it's supposed to. I think that's the stone that's been left unturned. You know, there's plenty of antibiotics out there. There's plenty of killing off the bugs, but I think that over the long term, we have forgotten how to get the get the body itself better and get it working the way it's supposed to. So that's I'm glad that there's people like you out there to do it. Because thank you, thank you. I'm so blessed. That's the key. So blessed. I am that so grateful. I'm grateful for every person that took their time this evening to dial into this podcast and so forth and to just, if nothing else, I pray to God and I thank the Lord that, um, you know, that I could be a voice of positiveness and to just encourage you. You are not alone. I will tell you, whoever you are out there, you are not alone, my friend. I am with you because I have been through this. And I didn't go through this for nothing. We don't cry our tears for no reason. They will be turned into joy and happiness. So I'm on the other side now. And if I can swim that mucky river, I can help anybody else and teach them how to do it. Because I always say there's nothing special about me. It's just the knowledge and the wisdom, and that's what it comes down to. So let's get some knowledge and wisdom and get going on the right track. I would have to disagree with you, but there is a lot special about you, but I'm prejudiced. What can I say? <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining us tonight. I appreciate your time. Guys, I Thank look you forward so much. to seeing you all again next week. And um, and like I said, when we get our new, we have lots of good things coming up soon, but I have been told not okay. to tell you until it's already in place. So, yeah, exciting. we got great stuff going week. on. Oh, my gosh, Dewey. I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you, Jess. You're welcome. Thanks Thank so you. God bless everybody. Getting from there. It's been a long time. But my time is finally I can feel the change. You know, guys, what Dr. Master just said was absolutely true. Reach out. Don't live in it. Don't accept it. I've been telling you this for two years now. Don't accept the diagnosis. You have faith. Reach out. There's people out here to help you. Dr. Sue, Dr. Jeff, that's me. Sean. Feeling, and look very, very, very hard. Give you options. And working, working, we're getting better. So don't sit alone. Okay, reach out. Okay, don't forget. We're here for you. See you guys next week. From the Center for Bioindividualized Medicine here in Southeastern Pennsylvania. Good night, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.